Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Monday Morning Recap. My name is Pastor Matt, and I am here with Pastor Jamal. Yo. And Pastor Todd. Happy New Year. It's great to have you guys back. Miss you last week. It's been it's been a crazy couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, it really has been, and I wasn't in church yesterday. Um, and uh, Tara's not here today, but good news, it's because she's getting her visa, she said, um, to go to Paraguay. So that's exciting. Nice. See you. Nice. So if you listen to this, Tara, way to go. Awesome. And, and it, it was nice hearing Sawyer's voice on here last week. I was going to say, listen yeah. to it, and, and, you know, he had some good things to say. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to get a round of this thing. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. Sawyer. Yeah, no, it was cool. It was cool having Ron, and uh, I think he was pretty focused. So. <laughs> <laughs> good. So, no, it was cool hearing picking his brain a little bit nice. as well. So, um yeah, so happy new year to everybody listening. Do you guys um so are you guys like New Year's resolutions people or not so much or what's your experience with them? What do you have to say? I don't really do New Year's resolutions per se, but I guess it's just a technicality cuz I do feel like at the beginning of this of the year it's kind of like, okay, let me just refocus. I'm going to call it that. I I refocus at the beginning of the year. Whether that refocus lasts longer than a week, that's questionable. <laughs> but I don't sit down and write out and say, this year I'm going to do this, this year I'm going to do that. I'm just like, okay, it's, it's a fresh start and just a chance to get my brain in gear. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'm a resolutions type of person, but I feel like I do kind of, I guess I'm on the same vein, like I do refocus or I don't know. I guess I do find my, I guess I am, but I haven't. I don't I'm going to say yes, but maybe not in the most traditional sense because I think I just walk away saying I I want to do these things this year or I want to focus on these things this year and so yeah, I guess I do but not with that not with the whole like new year's resolution. This is a new year's resolution. I think it's just yeah. like a I think I want to do this this year. And I think it's also too because it's close to my birthday, so most of the time it is self-reflective of like okay, where am I? What am I doing and where am I going? Yeah. So, um, so yes, I guess, but not because it's New Year's. I think just because it's closer to me getting older. Yeah, yeah. My birthday actually is next week. So yeah, kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're already thinking that way. I'm a, a year older. Like, is this where I want to be? Like, <laughs> you think like that. Yeah, yeah. you're just reflective in yeah. that way. Uh, I like what you said, Pastor Todd. Um, it like you kind of refocus. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that might be like I'm playing board games because, <laughs> I, I mean, I do think to myself, okay, here's where I need to be on track. But some people may say, well, it's just a resolution by a different name. But mm. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know. Probably, that's kind of how I feel about mine. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I mean, I, um, you, well, I guess I still do this every year. Like, Rebecca, I would like, we'd go out to coffee and I'd be like, all right, let's talk about last year and let's talk about next year and she always thought it was funny that i would do that but i don't know like we just did it so i guess it's more like goal setting maybe or like are we closer to this or whatever like let's just kind of take inventory or reflect or whatever i did do two years ago i did say i needed to start exercising actually though and uh i have been consistent with that so if i'm gonna go traditional hardcore resolution I didn't officially say it at the time, but in my mind, it was like, I need to actually start this. And I didn't really get consistent with it until like March of that year. 
but um you know i'm on a really slow slow road so it took me like the whole month of january to just kind of like work into okay i think i'll start exercising mm. <laughs> but but i'm like fast forward like i actually am doing it no, so, so i think like it worked when it comes to exercising and health man i have a new month's resolution every mm. month <laughs> <laughs> every <Yeah>. every morning <laughs> Cool. So, you know, Pastor Jeff went off that for his Sunday sermon and really over the next couple weeks, he's pulling 10 principles out from Proverbs chapter three, which I think is cool because, you know, um, I think everybody's looking forward to 2021 being different. But the truth is, we don't know what lies ahead of us. And so going to, of course, God's word, but then also like just the book of Proverbs, like which is just wisdom um, timeless truths that are always going to be true from God's word that you can stand on even when you don't know what's coming next. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, and so he's talking about these 10 principles in that chapter. Then he shared the first three this past Sunday. Um, and he said, you know, we need more of the sun in 2021. And that's so important. Um, Shout out to Pastor Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, is that his Well, thing? Pastor Sam every year would come up with a, with a saying that would be, I guess, kind of his goal or what mm-hmm. his theme would be for the year based upon the year. So uh, I can't think of past ones he's done. He did New Wine in 2009. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he okay. would come up with, like, okay. that little catch phrase. And I, I think he almost always spoke the Sunday after Christmas or maybe it was, like, the first week or two of January he usually spoke but he would always come up with that little catchphrase and actually I was talking to Pastor Jeff I'm like we got to think of something for it and he's like I already have it I already have it <laughs> you know <laughs> oh, so nice okay so he's like, I'd already been thinking about it oh that's pretty cool so, oh so that it even means a little more then yeah so, so yeah it's it's just a it's a thing I didn't know that that was I didn't know if that was the reason why he was doing it I just remember that that yeah, is no, that's well that's I don't yes Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I don't remember we hearing were all that in the, the same sermon, name when, so. I, when I mentioned okay. it. Yeah, yeah, nice. Okay. So nice. Well, that's great. Yeah, and that is it's a good catchphrase or mantra for the year in that sense. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Just kind of check yourself. I need more of the sun in 2021, mm. and uh, wherever you end up, it's August. Yo, hold on. I need more of the sun in 2021. Just keep it going. So, um, I w- I brought up to you guys right before we hit record. I like the Book of Proverbs. I don't know if you guys spend time in proverbs or like i said when i first started reading the bible for myself like on a personal level you know when i was younger um i started with the book of proverbs actually because there's one for every day of the month and this guy said that to me one time so i was like oh i guess i could really you know start there so i don't know if you know you guys have spent time in proverbs or you you find how how it's been valuable to you at all but that's uh, i thought that was cool you know for me because because it kind of really kick-started my personal Bible reading. I think there's a lot of good stuff in Proverbs. I think a lot of like practical thinking in Proverbs and uh, um, Proverbs says this cool thing where it actually, hmm, what is it? What is, uh, personifies wisdom and personifies foolishness or, or, and you read through it and it says like, don't be like her, be like wisdom, her, you know? And it does, you know, so I think it's easy to read through it and kind of like um, relate and pull stuff out of it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Proverbs, I mean, it's a practical, pretty solid book. I think that it reminds me a little bit of like James and its practicality. And so 
um, I'll find myself there every um, every so often um, because I just know that I lack wisdom and I need it. So yeah, yeah, mm. it was funny. Somebody said to me once, like when I was doing that, they were like, um, "Well, didn't you read it already?" I'm like, "Well, well, first I was like, yeah, but like first of all, it's the Bible. Like I think you keep reading, rereading it. But I'm also <laughs> like, it's designed. It's Proverbs. They're they're they're, they're wise saying. Like you just you." You can read it again. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I read it, but I'm reading it again. So I just thought that was funny. But so yeah, Pastor Jeff made the comment or the observation that New Year's resolutions are usually about long uh, longevity, prosperity, and peace. He said, which is kind of an inter- interesting observation. I think he's totally right when people think about a new year and stuff. And so again, pulling these uh, these principles out said, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not be wise in your own eyes. These are the first three principles that uh, we see in Proverbs chapter three, the first three of the 10 that Pastor Jeff's going to share. And so even this first one of let love and faithfulness never leave you, or this is what I think about all these points. You know, I think if you're listening and especially if you're Christian, you, I feel just probably nod your head to these. You probably say, oh yeah, totally. Like, yes, I'm going to do that. Uh, Or even more of the sun in 2021. Sure. Like, Absolutely. I'm not going to say no. So I wanted to maybe just unpack a little bit, put some feet to it in that sense. Like, so like let love and faithfulness never leave you. Love and faithfulness. Yeah, sounds great. I'm sure anybody would agree. But I feel like probably that's what our society doesn't know how to do. Like love and faithfulness, like the grind, right? Like um, even when you don't feel like it, I, I feel like that's that is the hard work, you know. Yeah, um, I think, I think the way that the world and sometimes we adopt that too thinks about love is, uh, love is all about the emotion, mm-hmm. and um, uh, if I'm not feeling the emotions, then I'll just cut ties here and move on somewhere else where I'll get those emotions. So that's where, like, I think love and faithfulness go hand in hand. Um. I'm kind of rambling a little bit because I'm trying to wrap my brain around this, but like, I think sometimes we're like, we love because we get something out of it. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And then sometimes when we don't get something out of it, we'll move on to the next thing to try to get something back out of it. And, um, I think here in Proverbs, when he's talking about love and faithfulness is like you said, that grind, that loving, even when it's not easy, the loving, even when we don't get something in return for it. Um, and that is ultimately what faithfulness is, right? Being faithful to something, sticking with it, even when it's not easy, even when we don't get something out of it. That's that's a great point that you bring up, and maybe that's even why it's worded that way. Let love and faithfulness never leave you, because so they can. Love and faithfulness can leave me, or I can abandon those things. Or like you said, I can move on to something else when I feel like I'm not getting something anymore. It's not worth my time. Or I just kind of flake out sometimes. And so don't let those things leave you. And even like sometimes the way we talk about love or sometimes like passion, you got to find your passion. You know, if it's not your passion, then move on to something else and find your passion, you know. But I think love isn't always about um, the highs. You know, love is also sometimes those hard moments in the in the lows. And it's not just about finding the thing you love, but it's loving the things you find. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like... Like, it's not always about f- loving, you know, finding the love of your life, but loving the people in your life, you know? Yeah. Um, 
like it can be an act even if the emotions aren't necessarily there you know what i mean yeah definitely and even like you said about passion right it's like well right what am i passionate about or or i had passion for this where is it like you said love is in the high and the low moments it's a choice and a feeling so even your passion about something or about a person or about a calling or whatever um just because today you didn't like jump out of bed and feel it today doesn't mean I'm not passionate about it. Actually, that's what reveals more of my passion is the faithfulness to it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm passionate about this, I'm going to do it even though I don't want to today. I'm not into it today. But I thought a cool example I saw on Facebook, I don't know if you guys are friends with um, Justin or Jay Dela Cruz, but they did the whole push-ups thing. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, so, uh, oh, and I, th- I think Rich shared it. I think that's why I saw it. Mm-hmm. But uh, they had a goal because, you know, they're that level like this is totally not my level but uh they do shout out to you guys if you're listening but um a hundred thousand push-ups in 2020 that was their goal Mm -hmm. justin jay and rich all three of them so they i think they all broke it i read justin's whole thing i think he actually ended up doing like 1700 push-ups in 2021 which is crazy so but i read his whole thing what he did every day and and there's actually a strategy to it that like whatever I, I won't break the whole thing down but he talked about just like how yes of course there were days i didn't want to do push-ups like it's a grind you don't just do a hundred thousand push-ups in two or three days and now i reached my goal that it was a year long process of being committed to that and actually his commitment uh helped him actually to break it so well, i put one thousand push-ups it's a hundred thousand push-ups that i think that was the goal so just yeah. thought that was a cool example. I'm not interested in it's, that. It's not my thing. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you just change it to 100 million. Change it to 100 million push-ups. Getting worse. Oh, well, okay. I'm even less interested now. Yeah. Wasn't it 100,000? Oh, now I got to check. Yeah, it's 100,000. I got to fact yes. check myself. Okay. It's 100,000. Yeah, yeah, 100, that's what he did. No, uh, so, hey, if you want to do that, that's great. They said it's called EMOM, every minute on the minute. So if you do five push-ups... Um, Every minute on the minute for 30 minutes, you did, what did you just do there? Five to, uh, 180 push-ups in 30 minutes. So that's like the strategy. And then every month you increase it, I think. So then you do six every minute on the minute, seven every minute on the minute. So th- like when you see it broken down like that, you're like, oh, maybe I could do that. But uh, nah. I'll just stick with what <laughs> I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, but, no, shout out to them. Uh, they, the Dela Cruzes always enjoy my time with them. Um I remember just playing ball with with Justin. Um, he's a, he's just like a pusher. He's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, so that makes sense that he was able to put that together. So, um, yeah, man, shout out to them. And I don't know. I guess I'll have to see about. I've been toying with the idea of doing the Tough Mudder with them uh, in May, but uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's Tough Mudder is a little bit different than the stuff that I've done with them in the past. The stuff in the past has been like a. One was like a 5K, that's nothing. And then the other one was like a five miles, which was interesting because my body definitely hit a hit a point where it was like a high. And I was like, whoa, like, why do I feel like I can keep going when I'm looking at these things? And I'm like, I should definitely not keep going. It was like oh, wow. 35, 40 different obstacles on top of five miles, which was pretty, pretty dope. Um, and I, I had a great time, actually. Um, I didn't even think I was going to be able to do it. And to be able to do it was amazing. And so Rich had already emailed me. He was like, listen um this is coming up in may 
this is the next step. And so he's already, <laughs> and if you know Rich, he's like, come on now. You know, like that's his, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so he's like, you know, trying to push me to, to do it. And I, I guess, I, I guess I should, I'm a little scared, a little nervous, but shout out to them, man. You talk about faithfulness, talking about, you know, the grind of um, committing to something. And I think too, when you're just talking about culture, uh, culture is shifted away from that. And so it makes it easier to bring that type of mindset into your faith walk. Um, culture has shifted away from that because nowadays it's all about putting together something that's of service to somebody or making sure the, res- the relationship between a person and whatever it is that they're involved with is reciprocal. So like if I'm, you know, my cell phone provider, what are they giving me that allows for me to want to stay in this contract um, that wants me to, you know, commit to uh, being, uh, you know, a customer for them. And I think Pastor Todd, you've spoken about this before, um, you know, um, just kind of the, I don't know if we're going to get in trouble for this, but like, um, you know, the way that optimum just kind of is like, Hey, for our new people, we're going to give you this deal. And if you've been a part of optimum for a while and you're like, yo, can I also get part of that deal? Oh no, you can't get that deal. Cause you're not new. And you're like, yeah. what? Like, uh, but I pay my bill faithfully every month on like, time. Like, bro, I want that same crazy deal. That's like a literally, like literally maybe a $50 drop. Like a, but that's it. No, I, so it, but you're like, that. if you quit and then just call them back, you'll get the deal. So the, and the that, incentive is to exactly. do that. And so that mentality, though, I think has found its way into the church where people now approach it and say, OK, well, what what does faith give me that makes me want to do this thing called faith? Yeah. Um, and that I think I'm just thinking along that lines because of that's what I think where Pastor Todd was coming from. You know, that lack of. I don't want to say honoring your word but i don't know what i'm i know what i'm trying to say but no, I'm yeah not, i hear you so uh, it's like it's like hey you know pastor jamal pastor matt somebody texted me they said they need help you know setting up or stacking chairs or doing this thing it's not glamorous you could say yeah well, well what am i getting for that what's the return on investment he said he may get me pizza uh okay is that really worth my time right. and, uh this isn't a guilt thing sorry it was just an example no, like no. of well that's what faithfulness looks like well maybe that friday you kind of go home and you say yeah, I'm a little tired and, uh, you know, not that many people came out. Or the car wash, you do a speed light car wash. Well, not that many cars came. If there were more cars, it would have been way more worth my time. But it's not just about your personal return on investment. It's about yeah. being faithful. Or your return on investment increases because of those little faithful moments. Or maybe. Yeah, or even just like faithfulness and love are really more about integrity than anything else. Like you're being a person of your word and that your integrity is rooted in the fact that, hey, you know what, this is, you know, this is, I'm committed to this. Like I, I know that faithfulness sometimes is a grind, but my mind right now is just thinking about, you know, what, what about, what, what where are the areas of faithfulness in our lives that, aren't a grind but are actually a joy um and can we find ways to live in that space where it's not bleh you know um i don't you know i'm just it's a it's a free thought right now it's not necessarily like i've thought about this but i'm thinking to myself like you know my wife and we've been married for 10 years my mind i'm like is faithfulness to her a grind you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that i'm like oh i guess i gotta be faithful you know like that's (laughs) that's like kind of like like, no, like faithfulness. And I'm not saying that marriage all the time is that we're, you know, the best of buds and that we see eye to eye on everything. And it's confetti when I walked in the door. Like, <laughs> no, it's but what I'm saying is, like, do I always have to view faithfulness in this mi- mindset of it being 
ugh, a, a drag. Um, yeah. Because, I be, you know, I believe that when I look to faithfulness towards my wife as being a joy, there's a blessing there. And I think that that maybe um, if we can take that type of mentality and apply it to our walk of faith with, with the Lord, um, I think we could enrich our our journey of faith. Yeah. That's just a random thought, like a kind of real time thought. I don't have I've never fleshed that out or you know, I love it. Yeah. To, living to living that in that in that joy. Yeah, the joy parts of our faith. Yeah. That's like, okay, I get to get up right. and do this today. Or I don't know. Yeah, but. yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. Um <clears throat> and so maybe actually that does segue well into maybe the next point. So then why because you can almost say well then why can faithfulness sometimes feel like a grind in that sense because you're right there's such joyful things and marriage is a great picture right like i'm so excited i'm glad to be in this marriage uh it's not it's it's not sometimes it's a grind but that's not how it always feels and if that's where i'm living it's like oh okay maybe you're not living the best marriage right now um, so why is that the case? And I would say, so his second point was, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And again, I'm thinking that anyone listening, especially who's Christian, is just going to say, yeah, totally. Like, absolutely. I'm there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. But I think maybe why why we don't do this is because our heart, our hearts are tempted to trust other things. And so maybe even from what you were just saying, Pastor Jamal, when it comes to faithfulness, sometimes maybe we're not living in that place of joy faithfulness can feel more of a grind sometimes just because it is but other times maybe it's because our heart is actually in other places and so now being faithful having integrity in this area you know fill in the blank whatever that's why all of a sudden that's difficult if and it's because again the marriage picture makes a lot of sense for me if my heart is now looking at other women if my heart is thinking about what i don't have um now faithfulness to in my own marriage is more of a grind now because mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I'm in a different headspace. Yeah, your heart's not, you know? right. My heart's not there. So, you know, maybe that's that's part of it. I thought it was really cool what um, he shared that story. And Pastor Todd, you, you've told me about it before, how you guys met the president. You met um, George W. Bush, right? W. Yeah, <laughs> that was the one. But yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's pretty cool how he said that. Well, he, so he talked about that scripture in Isaiah 40 about making path straight and he gave this example and then how like that this person's job was to make the path straight for the president so they know exactly what's going on but you want to like talk about that because that's pretty cool yeah he was um he used to come to our church and he uh is in secret service and part of his job was when the president was going to go somewhere um he would go beforehand and scope out get their plan you know, where can we go? What areas need to be watched, you know, and guarded or whatever. Um, and so he would kind of set up the security for places. And it's pretty um, important, pretty important y- job. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> like, he's, if he's the something guy, happens. He's right. The guy. Right. And I, I think he was part of a team that did that. So I don't think it was yeah. all on him. But I mean, either way, it's still a lot of responsibility because, you know, you you mess up. And it's somebody's life, <laughs> you know, it affects the whole nation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Um, but, uh, but, uh, um, they came to, I'm sorry, George W came to Freehold. 
I was coming for, um, it wasn't a debt consolidation place. Maybe it was a mortgage place, but he was coming to speak and it was part of his grassroots um, support, whatever. And Donna said, do you guys want to go see him? And we're like, yeah, yeah, sure. We, you know, that's cool. That's cool. Not thinking like what exactly that meant. But oh, as we oh, got right. there okay. and and pulled up, um, first of all, there was security checkpoints we had to go through, and we're like, "Uh, we're with Don." <laughs> <laughs> so Don had to come through and clear us to go through, you know. Um, and then um, as we got in closer, I mean, there was areas where there was absolutely no other people; it was just us, because everybody else had to be secured and in their proper places. Uh, <clears throat> I guess there were snipers around that. You you didn't necessarily see them because, you know, good snipers aren't s- seeable. <laughs> um, and then as we were waiting there, the, the Marine One, I think is what they call it, the helicopter. Uh, I think Air Force One is the plane. Marine One is their helicopter. Okay. So the helicopter comes landing in, comes and lands, and it's pretty intense. You know, the guard, and we, we had to stay way back, way back. There was a line that we couldn't cross until, okay. you know. Uh, and then he went inside to speak to the employees. And when he went inside to speak to employees, uh, Don's like, come here, come here. So we got to get up close to Marine One. Now, wh- as we got close, they had to close the doors so that we couldn't see inside. Uh, but we got to take a picture in front of it. Okay. Um, and uh, and then finally he's like, all right, they're going to bring them back out. You got to come, come over this way and you can stand. But first I got to let the employees filter through and then I'll get you whatever so we sti- you know we backed off there was an area where he was going to walk through and shake everybody's hands uh, so the employees came out and then they moved us through and the employees were probably thinking who are these guys <laughs> <laughs> you know cuz and there was there was like six or seven of us mm. that were there that day and then um you know being a good pastor i pushed my way up to the front <laughs> you know <laughs> but we all did so um <clears throat> and then as he came through he shook hands and what was interesting is as he was shaking hands the security guys where they were watching. When you put out your hand to shake, their eyes were on your hands. They weren't looking. Maybe a couple guys were looking at faces, but the guys that were right next to the president, they were all watching hands to wow. see when you're reaching out and when he's grabbing your hand, are your hands empty? Is there, you know? So it was a little intimidating. It was a little wow. intimidating. Wow. And then once they went through and had a chance to shake hands, and, um, you know, he, he, Got back on the helicopter and, <laughs> and was gone. Wow! But it was it was a it was an intense day. It was a pretty cool day, pretty cool experience. Uh, no matter what your political persuasion is, getting to meet the president is always a you know oh, a yeah. really cool thing. Yeah. And um, um, so that's cool. So yeah. yeah. You met him, met him in person, and shook his hand. I shook his hand. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't remember it at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But <laughs> but I remember it. That's all that matters. But yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so so yeah, no, it was very 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 cool and um you know, he just went right down the line and um yeah, it was cool. It was a cool experience. You know, that makes me think I heard an interview I think it was an actor. I can't remember who it was now, but they said it's funny when people meet them, they go, you know, it's funny how much this person will just talk about themselves and then that's it like you know you have 30 seconds with them like you're meeting this person you've dreamt about it i'm like it makes complete sense because you want them to know you want you want to tell them like this is what you mean to me and and this is what that movie or that game you were in or something means to me but 
it was he- funny hearing from their perspective. They're like, they just talk about themselves for like 30 seconds and then I never see them again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess that's, that is true. <laughs> but they're like, yeah, you're about the hundredth person who said that to me this week. So, yeah, right, right. Like, so, <clears throat> but, so now I think about that. If I meet somebody, I need a good question, a clever question that they'll remember. Somebody asked me one time, but <clears throat> that's pretty neat. So, and uh, <clears throat> Pastor Jeff was basically, you know, reading that verse and it says that too. Uh, make make straight the pathway of the Lord. So, and that's our job, <clears throat> you know, when we trust him and also just the way that we live. And so I don't know if you guys had any other thoughts on that portion there. Um, well, I'm, my mind, I know that you, you have here in the notes, you know, what other things do our hearts tempted to trust in instead? Um, um, my first thought is everything. Uh, and then my second <laughs> thought is, I wonder how, I wonder if we read this, you know, if it, you know how sometimes when Jesus is speaking, he says something and you're like, oh, yes, I know this, but he means it on another like level. Like when I think about this passage of scripture, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I think about maybe is there a way to read that differently? Like, you know, we say trust in the Lord with all your heart sometimes you read that and you're thinking of with all your will, but maybe is there a way to read that to say, trust in the Lord with all your heart, like give your whole heart to him so that it doesn't find itself being tempted by all these other things. It doesn't make sense. Like if, if one is a matter of will, one is another way to read that is an an attitude of surrender, you know, like, um, I I don't know if I'm communicating that correctly, but like probably good. Like if you read it and you say, trust in the Lord with all your heart, like give your whole heart to him, trust him with, with, with all of it, not just trust him with all your strength, but trust him with all the spaces of your heart that sometimes are chasing after things that are, you know, false gods with empty promises. Um, Just what would happen if there was a total surrender? Uh, And I think that it's kind of expounded upon on the second part of that verse in all your ways, acknowledge him, you know, in the way that you are a brother, in the way that you are a you know, husband in a way that you are a father, you know, or, you know, a mother or whatever, like how you drive your car, all of it, you know, all of your ways. Yeah. Allow for him, acknowledge him in all of it. Like, how does that, what would that look like? That's, that's just a thought that comes to my mind. Again, it's another just random thought right now in real time. I don't have another, you know, I don't have another answer for that, but that's just something that popped into my mind. Yeah, you're right. And it's a familiar passage, but it's obviously so important. <clears throat> that's why I also put in there like trust in the Lord with all your heart. Like, so I guess, would it be possible to trust in God with half your heart, part of your heart? Like, yeah, I do trust God, but maybe I just think people do all the time. All the I think, I think plenty of people do. They, they actually, I think plenty of us, I'll say us. Cause I don't want it to make it seem as though I'm some like holier than now. I think plenty of us trust in the Lord with part of our heart. Yeah. You know, like we give him, the parts that we're comfortable with, the parts that are easy for us to, uh, to give. Oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? Jesus, you know what? Tithing? That's nothing. I can give you that. Hey, that's part of my heart. For some people, they're like, well, you know. Right. So, yeah, I think plenty of us do that, but that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I trust you with my money, but I don't necessarily know that I trust you with how people view me. Mm. And so I got to do everything I got to do to make sure people are happy with me. Mm. Yeah. You know, or I trust you. I trust you. Uh, 
with my job, but I don't necessarily know that I trust you in my marriage in my marriage mm-hmm. or whatever. So I think, yes, I think sometimes there's certain areas where it's real easy to let go and trust God. And sometimes I would think those are the things that don't really always cut close to the heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think sometimes this is said in sermons. Uh, well, I don't want to say, I, I guess you can hear it and feel guilty, but to me, this should be a positive hey, if you can trust him for salvation, you can trust him for everything else. So it should hopefully make you look inward. Wait a minute. Do So do I really believe that Jesus has saved me from sin? Do I truly believe Jesus saved me from hell? Okay, if I believe that, then like, yeah, tithing or this other area that I'm having a hard time in right now, le- legitimately so, I can give this to him because that is such a big deal. Uh, I'm saying I think sometimes maybe when it's said, it can be said like, well, if he's good enough for salvation, he's good enough. You know, it can be said that way. But I think it can be empowering. Right. Right. I, I do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And and you know where I think sometimes like it reveals what we trust in is mm-hmm. when we're going through hard things that make us uncomfortable. How do we respond? Do we respond by saying, I have to do these things? Or do we respond by saying like, Okay, God, I need your help. What do I do now? You know, mm-hmm. and I know that's easier said than done, and that's the whole point. It's sometimes easier said than done because of the fact that, honestly, there's times where I really trust my own ability to understand something and to take care of it a whole lot more than I trust God's ability because God's not here with me, or maybe God wants me to handle it by myself. You know, you know. Sometimes we put that little spin on it so that we can kind uh-huh. of justify us doing it. <laughs> you know. Um, and that's not a, that's not a, a, I don't, I don't think that should be something that racks you with guilt. I think it should be something that just helps you be aware so that in those times be like, yeah, I knew, I do need to trust God more in this, or I am kind of doing, trying to do this on my own instead of letting God do it, you know, and to be a, 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 a prod to grow, not necessarily a prod towards guilt. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right. And so, yeah. Talk about the third principle, to not be wise in your own eyes. And again, I just think it goes like the other ones. If you're listening, you can just say, yeah, you know, totally. Um, And I was thinking like this. Sometimes we can do this passively. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Um, Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, I won't be. And and maybe we do it passively. Like something doesn't work out the way I want. I, I was trying to get this job. This relationship didn't work out. Well, God is in control. You know, I really can't figure it out. I'm sure he has a plan. Look at me trusting God. Look at me admitting that I'm not wise because I don't know. And I would just say, like, that's extremely passive, you know. So what would it look like to actively not be wise in your own eyes? Like I put here, I was just thinking maybe as an example, like in a relationship, as a spouse, as a parent, or, of course, in community like church, but you could even say family or work, if I'm not going to be wise in my own eyes, what does that entail? My attitude needs to be, or my actions need to be, or my words need to say, what do you think that entails? So in marriages, I think, and uh, so this comes from my experiences, uh, I, I can be in my own head a lot. And even when um, I'm upset and frustrated, I'll just be like, well, just going to forgive her so I'm not going to bring it up and say anything you know and try to do it within myself Mm. as opposed to or or even when you know your spouse asks you hey what's wrong and you're like nothing I'm just tired 
because you're trying to like work it out in yourself but sometimes like that's like we'll see i'm I'm better because i'm not making a big deal out of this and i'm taking care of it myself and i could fight with you about it and i could make it a big deal but i'm not i'm handling it myself you know what i mean like that idea of i'm not going to bring you into it i'm going to handle it and because i'm the bigger person and i'm really wise but i think um i think what would be wisdom is to grow in your relationship by bringing those things out and talking about it. Not necessarily to say you're wrong, but just to say, here's an issue that we need to grow in. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is and that that's interesting you say that because it probably depends on your personality and your marriage. Cause I think probably me, uh, wisdom would be to not say something. I think, I think me, me handling it my way in my own strength, I'm wise in my own eyes is bringing it up and being like, we're going to talk about this now. And it's like, it doesn't matter if she's not ready or she's not comfortable or I haven't evaluated if I'm wrong or in any way, I'm just like, we need to fix this. Cause I don't like, you know, that this is going on or something. And so for me, wisdom actually may be like, why don't you just hold off? You know, why don't you just think about it first? But in another sense, and for you, sometimes you, you handling your yourself is keeping it to yourself. So to, yeah, to, yeah. And there's a certain amount of, yeah, yeah. So I think absolutely different people, this is going to look different and to different people because of how they normally deal with stuff, how they normally handle stuff. Uh, and I think for myself, um, living in my own head, uh, lets That's me be a little, of, let, lets me be a little self-righteous. Right. You, you know what I mean? And so wisdom would be, okay, you got to get out of your head and you got to, you got to lay it out there and, and not be wise in my own eyes, but humble myself and get it out there. You, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, yeah. 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 Cool. I think that's good. So yeah, I just want to, like I said, put some feet to what we were talking about on Sunday, but I think it was great and looking forward to, you know, um, what else he has to say from Proverbs chapter three, these 10 principles. And so I think I'm slow tracking here. So, this idea i get sorry i'm slow tracking because i really i'm like sitting here and i'm like dude i'm trying to figure out how to like how to understand this one particular part but i think i'm struggling but um so what do you what do you mean specifically pastor matt when you're saying you know that people can take it in this direction and say yeah like can you just break that down for me one more time i I guess you just mean like again mostly if you're already christian and this is a familiar passage so you hear this point don't be wise in your own eyes I just think like what Christian would disagree with that on a surface level. And it, uh, again, surface level, you just know what that means. Mm -hmm. Like don't uh, think that you always have the answers. You have to trust God. You know, I just think that that's obvious and seemingly simple, but like, I'm just trying to say like for those of us who, so if you fit what I just described, which I would fit that, category like how do i just kind of poke that and and make you think a little outside the box instead of just dismissing yourself from it and saying oh so i don't have to work on that one because i already know that one so to me not being wise in your own eyes i guess when i was thinking of myself it's like having to admit that i may be wrong or again thinking through a situation first usually like i you kind of just take whatever your perspective is on something as the correct view Mm because you that's the way you see it So it doesn't mean that I'm always wrong, but like, do I even take that moment to just take a breath and consider any other angle? Or am I just saying from my perspective, this is how it needs to be. And so 
I'm just saying, what does that entail? Not being wise in your own eyes. It entails admitting that I'm not actually always right. I'm just saying, like, how often do we truly do that? And then the part you're talking about passivity. Being passive. Oh, I guess I meant what I meant there. Again, it's just a way of dismissing yourself from from actively living it out. So if something doesn't work out for me, I was praying about something. I was hoping for something. It doesn't work out the way I wanted. Um, I can default to this verse or something. I could say, well, I, I know that God's in control of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have all the answers. God does. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and I just, and that's not wrong to have that perspective. I guess what I meant was, so you can use that as justification to say, oh, I've already lived this verse out. I'm dismissing it because I know that time that this thing didn't work out great. Well, God probably had a plan anyway. So look at me not trusting myself. Look at me trusting God. It's, it's almost like the idea of false humility. You yeah. Know, like, sure. Yeah. Like yeah. I am so humble. I'm just so humble. And so I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because I'm just so humble. You know what I mean? Yeah, but in that yeah. moment, you're not really, you're, 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 you're like, well, look at how wise I am. Cause I'm not speaking out against you. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm just being humble. Yeah. You know, it's that, yeah. it's that, I think that's what you were kind of getting that at, is, is like yeah, that idea yeah. of like we talk ourselves into, oh, look at my great biblical wisdom because I'm not doing this or that. But uh, yeah, in the same aspect, we're kind of like puffing ourselves up while we're doing it because yeah. we're great. <laughs> you know, the, well, what's the, what would what would you guys say would be the balance? Because I'm listening to both of you guys and, and the things that stick out to me is that there seems to be like a level i'm just using the examples that you gave the levels of when to speak when not to speak what's the balance then there in that that is a godly balance that gives credence to what we're talking about uh is not false humility um is someone being you know real to themselves and at the same time not being uh overbearing in regards to you know like i think what you were saying like you know like well we need to talk about this right now right right uh, well, I guess part of it would be when you read through Proverbs, you know, where it talks about like words aptly spoken, like knowing sometimes that like you being right is not the most important thing right now. You so know, you're talking yeah. specifically about discernment. That Well, that's uh, discernment and wisdom, I think, are very close, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, but like, not just that, but also wisdom to know like you're upset right now. And so if I bring this up just to prove that I'm right this is really not going to go well. Right. It's like it, right words at the right time. Right. So, and and I guess that's what I meant too. It doesn't mean that you're always even wrong. Uh, first, you should look at yourself and discover, am I wrong? Am I wrong in this relationship, in this situation, in my walk with God, my perspective on God? Am, is it possible that I'm wrong? And then even if, okay, maybe I'm not wrong, like you were just saying, it, it needs to be the right words at the right time. And this may not be the right time. Or in your example, Pastor Todd, of like, this is the right time and I'm withholding. And so I guess I one time preached a sermon. I was listening to uh, this line and he was just talking about like, you know, wisdom is the next level up from like right and wrong. There's right and wrong. You know, if you're Christian, you definitely need to be doing what's right and not what's wrong. But then we start to ask questions of like, you know, is this sin? How close can I really get to the line? Uh, well, I don't think this really counts. And that's like level one. So like living with wisdom is going to the next level and saying, this isn't wise for me to do this. 
is it wrong? Is it a sin? You know what? It doesn't matter if it's a sin. It's not wise. And it's just kind of taking it to that next level. And so, and again, my angle, again, was just kind of like, because I'm thinking of myself, for those of us who can listen or read these points and be dismissive of them because I've heard them or I'm just familiar with it. So um, maybe next week I'll learn something. I'm I'm trying to combat that type of complacency. Like when, well, I know what the word says. And so that's kind of my angle, you know, today with it but yeah and i use the example of you know relationship marriage whatever but we do this in a lot of different ways we're like we're like well it doesn't matter what people think of me because i just know god loves me and i'm just pleasing god like like right like we can be just as wise in our own eyes when it comes to things like that like it doesn't you know your 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 advice doesn't matter because i heard from god or your right you know like we can find different ways that this plays out where we think we have it and we're not willing to listen to input and we're not willing to um, question our own justification of what we're doing, you know? Yeah. And so back to your question too, about balance, like pastor Jeff shared in this third point that it's the Holy spirit that we need, right? He says in John fourteen twenty six, the Holy spirit will remind you what I taught you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And then he talked about um, at Pentecost how they were empowered. So I think it does take the Holy Spirit um, to help balance this out, to have that level of discernment. I guess that's the idea. I'm wise in my own eyes when I'm not consulting God, when I'm not coming to him with it. I think that's it right there, what you just said, the last part. Yeah. I'm wise in my own eyes, my, I'm wise in my own eyes when I'm not consulting the wisest one. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Cool. Well, that's all I had for us, guys. So, um, excited, excited for you know next couple weeks. Excited for a new year. Um, you know, I spent a little bit of time at home the last couple days, so I did start watching season three of Cobra Kai. I know you haven't watched it though, right, Pastor Mall? So. I'm I'm not finished with I no, I just stopped. I didn't get a chance. Sorry, I'm Netflix free right now, so <sighs> yeah. I'm not saying I wanna be, it just is. <laughs> okay, well, all right. It just whatever. Rebecca and I are definitely into it. I'm trying to take my time with it, but uh some people who texted me somebody texted me they're like yo i binged the whole season day one i'm like no nah, man you can't can't do it it's so tempting but you can't do it and i had a little extra time too i totally could have done it but i'm like no i'm trying to space it out but uh nice okay all right well hey everybody thank you so much for joining us and uh it's been pastor matt pastor jamal and pastor todd we'll see you next time see you